It's time to get the most in-depth coverage of University of Tennessee football recruiting with Football Futures. Now, here's Josh Ward. Welcome in to Football Futures, presented by Twin Peaks. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening. Boy, do we have a lot to talk about, and we have some unknowns to talk about. What is the future of the program? Who will be Tennessee's head coach? Right now, the acting head coach is Kevin Still. Will he be the head coach on the field in 2021? How might that affect recruiting with him sitting there as the head coach? And there are vacancies on Tennessee's coaching staff. Other coaches who right now work at Tennessee might not be in the future. These are questions that recruits are going to be asking. I'll also point out here as I begin the show, most of Tennessee's 2021 class from the recruiting ranks, high school and junior college, has been completed. I think the focus for Tennessee has been on the transfer market. Could that change? I'm going to get to that here in segment number one. You're going to hear the message from Philip Fulmer, Dondi Plowman, and Randy Boyd earlier today talking to recruits as well as players who are on the team who might have to be recruited again to stay at Tennessee because Jeremy Pruitt was fired earlier today. We'll get to that in segment number one. What about the idea of Tennessee trying to recruit with an interim head coach? As Kevin Still is in that position right now. Chris Vanini of The Athletic on that coming up in segment number two. A number of questions have to be asked. I will be asking them here on tonight's show. Football Futures on the day that Jeremy Pruitt was fired as Tennessee's head coach. It couldn't have come as uh, too much of a surprise to too many people because we've been waiting on word from Tennessee. And there was a reason that almost one month passed from the end of Tennessee season against Texas A&M to today without Tennessee coming out to show support for Jeremy Pruitt as the head coach. We're going to get to all of that. As I mentioned, Football Futures is presented by Twin Peaks. It's located on North Shore Drive between Kingston Pike and Paper Mill Drive. Twin Peaks is a great location if you are looking for a place to stop in and have lunch during the day or a place to stop in and watch sports at night with TVs all over the place. And when you look at the wall, when you walk in, you will always see the temperature of the draft beer that they have there for you with the great menu, great selection of food, great beer selection at Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive. You're looking for a place to watch the game. Stop in at Twin Peaks on North Shore Drive next to Kingston Pike making football futures happen every week. And with the firing of Jeremy Pruitt, it's of course worth noting that this is due to alleged violations by Jeremy Pruitt and members of his coaching staff, members of the athletic department. It was Jeremy Pruitt and 10 staff members, including two assistant coaches, Brian Niedermeyer and Shelton Felton, who were fired by Tennessee. Shelton Felton, by the way, was one of the coaches who was mentioned by Big Cat Bryant, a big transfer for Tennessee from Auburn, who announced on Saturday that he's headed to Tennessee. And this is a big pickup. He's an all-SEC defensive lineman. He would be one of Tennessee's best players immediately when he arrives on campus. We'll see if there is any effect there. But he also played for Kevin Still at Auburn, of course, with Still having been the Auburn defensive coordinator. But if you think about the hires that Jeremy Pruitt made, what a just complete disappointment from this past offseason. Jeremy Pruitt hired Jimmy Brumbaugh and then fired Brumbaugh four games into the 2020 season. He hired Shelton Felton, who has since been fired by the University of Tennessee, that did not work out well. And then Brian Niedermeyer was the National Recruiter of the Year. Now you kind of know how that ended up happening, according to the University of Tennessee. But part of the issue that Tennessee is going to face moving forward is that with these violations, 
Tennessee is expecting severe penalties, and there could be a postseason ban coming for Tennessee. Chris Lowe mentioned that earlier today, that tough penalties could include a postseason ban. Eligibility of players could be in doubt moving forward. What if you have a a scholarship reduction? That will affect Tennessee's ability to build the roster moving forward. By the way, the roster needs help. I know in a very awkward moment today, Philip Fulmer mentioned that recruiting has been good. It has been. It hasn't been great either. And some of the highly touted players that Tennessee assigned haven't worked out or have already moved on. Wanya Morris committed to Oklahoma. He was one of the highest rated players in the 2019 class, and he's not at Tennessee anymore. There are some other players in that class. If you look to this point, how they have developed, it hasn't worked out. Now, that could change. But I would also say that we're going to have to ask, what is the status of some of these players? Some of these guys have to be re-recruited to Tennessee because there was a coaching change. And as Tennessee goes out on the recruiting trail to try to add players, let's say in the 2022 class and beyond, those players are going to be asking, okay, how are these penalties going to affect the program? If you know that there is a postseason ban coming, well, that could affect Tennessee's ability to beat out other schools that are in better shape already as a program and aren't dealing with that. And then what if you have scholarship reduction? That just literally limits your ability to go out and get as many players as you can to help rebuild a roster that I don't think is in that great a shape. It's in good enough shape where Tennessee should not have gone 3-7 and seven, as we saw this past season, but it's also nowhere close to Georgia or Alabama or I would argue Florida or Texas A&M. I think that was kind of evident on the field. Jeremy Pruitt had made the comment about closing the gap in the middle of the season, and that just appears to be laughable at this point. But these are questions that recruits are going to be asking. Hey, what is the future of the program? Who is going to be the head coach? Who's going to be coaching me in in my position? Because the assistant coaches on the staff have to be wondering what is their future and are probably looking at other opportunities. We've already heard about Joe Osevet interviewing with UCF. He's Tennessee's tight ends coach. Derek Ansley was linked to the Oregon job. We'll see if he's still – I mean, with any of these coaches, their future is very much in doubt. And that is something that recruits and current players are going to be asking. And Philip Fulmer, Donnie Plowman, and Randy Boyd earlier today at their press conference delivered a message to players who are on the team and to recruits who might be considering Tennessee. I want you to hear what they had to say here on Football Futures, starting with Philip Fulmer, Tennessee's athletic director, who is set to retire now, talking about the message to players currently on the team and players who might consider Tennessee in the future. This is a very crucial time for that very thing. Uh, We have a team meeting this afternoon uh, that we'll address uh, our team. Um, We have a big enough team room that we can spread out and be safe with with the virus and everything. Uh, I'll I'll address them. Uh, Dondi will be present to to do so, and uh, and Coach Steele will be, be there as well. As I said earlier, this is a great place to go to school, a great place to get, get an education and, and play, play sports. Um, with uh, with this, this, this challenge that we have, there's actually opportunities, you know, for more and more people to, uh, to uh, look, at, look at the university as, as this uh, transfer portal that's, that's out there has created havoc all over the country. Uh, so as many challenges as, as we have, also look at it as, as there's, there's opportunities there as well. We've got a very credible staff. We've got a tran- tr- fantastic uh, facility. Uh, we've got a great brand name. 
and uh, we we will work diligently to uh, keep our players here uh, and welcome the new ones, and uh, and then continue the recruiting process uh, that's going on right now till February third. Since I'm not going to be there over this afternoon with the players, but I want to stress this point to the current players, to future players, and their parents. If you would put integrity first, then this is the place you want to come to. I, I'm hopeful though that parents and students that want to come to a place that, that uh, puts integrity first, then they'll want to come to the University of Tennessee. Just conclude by saying, you know, when student athletes come here, there's, there's at least three things we're committed to doing. One is helping them achieve what they want to achieve with their sport. We're helping them get an education. And the third and important thing is these, we're, we're training future leaders. And our student athletes are going to be the leaders of this state and this country. And we take that seriously. And nothing about this decision changes any of our ability and con continuous efforts in, the, in, those, in those areas. You know, this fall, I, I met with almost every sport team at, at the invitation of Philip. We, we went around to almost every one of our teams. And when you meet our athletes, you just see the most amazing students. Many of them have come to school with hardships and disappointments. And, and they, some of them already know that life has challenges and uncertainties, and I'm really counting on them to uh, step forward and to continue to lead with, as, as we see them do every single day on this campus. And they remind us every day why we're doing what we're doing. And they're, they're inspiring. And I want their parents to hear that and the parents of future Vols to hear that. It's a big, it's, it's important to us. All of that is great. I agree with all of that. And I think it applies to Tennessee's student athletes. Also talking about athletes from other sports really doesn't have anything to do with football, does it? Uh, it doesn't mean that it, it doesn't matter. It's just, I'm not sure how it ties into football players out there, either football players on the team who are concerned about the future or football players who are recruits and talking about integrity is great, but it's not like Alabama or Georgia or Clemson or Ohio State, these schools that you're trying to beat out for the best players in the country. It's not like they're avoiding talking about integrity. They are also talking about helping you with your education, helping you grow into a leadership position, and also helping you win football games and potentially go on to play football professionally. That's what they're going to care about. So uh, I don't I don't doubt anything that, that Randy Boyd, Donnie Plowman, or Philip Fulmer said it's just that I don't know how much that matters in terms of trying to get football in the right direction. I, I, I believe that they really do value integrity and want that to represent Tennessee. But also these allegations that that have been laid on Jeremy Pruitt and some of his staff members, two of his assistant coaches, those allegations have been out there in the past. But Tennessee, during the middle of a very bad season, then began an investigation that uncovered a number of issues, according to the University of Tennessee. And that's why Tennessee's in this position today. Would we be having this conversation if Tennessee were better on the field? Maybe, but I am skeptical. It doesn't matter at this point, though, does it? Tennessee needs to find a new head coach. Kevin Still is the acting head coach right now. Could he be the coach on the field in 2021? How does this affect recruiting? This is a recruiting show, right? Football futures. There are a lot of things that we have to talk about with the future. But what about the idea of trying to recruit with Kevin Steele as an interim coach? What if he's the coach heading into the fall? Chris Vanini of The Athletic weighs in on that. When I come back here on Football Futures, it's presented by Twin Peaks. What a day 
in Tennessee football. It's another one of those days that Tennessee football fans have experienced, but we'll continue the conversation and we'll talk about the future of Tennessee football right here on Football Futures on FM 99.1, the sports animal. Checking in with Tennessee football commitments and prospects. It's Football Futures with Josh Ward. Welcome back into Football Futures. My name is Josh Ward. Thank you for being here this evening on an eventful day for Tennessee football with Jeremy Pruitt being fired by Tennessee earlier today. Two assistant coaches were fired, Brian Niedermeyer and Shelton Felton, and a bunch of other staff members connected to Tennessee's football recruiting. Football Futures is presented by Twin Peaks every week. The show will be available for you afterward on demand in the podcast section of the WNML app. You can find the show on Apple Podcasts. You can find any WNML show on Apple Podcasts anytime. And here in this segment, I want to look at what Tennessee is doing moving forward. Right now, Kevin Steele is Tennessee's interim head coach. Will he be the coach this fall? If he is, how might that affect recruiting I do think with Tennessee football they have to find some kind of stability which is not a bold take I know and we've been having this conversation for what feels like forever Tennessee needs stability but somebody that understands what this job is one what comes with being the head coach at Tennessee dealing with the pressure and taking on all the criticism that can be there and some of the things that you have to juggle behind the scenes but also to talk about this very current situation the challenges Tennessee might face in answering questions about, okay, what are the recruiting violations? What kind of penalties are coming? How is the NCAA going to view Tennessee? This is not just an internal investigation. This is an NCAA investigation at this point. And right now, penalties are expected to come to Tennessee, and the penalties are likely going to be severe based on what Tennessee says it's found with multiple level one and level two violations. That will make it harder on the recruiting trail. And I don't know that Kevin Still is the answer long-term. Long-term, I would say he probably isn't. But I think right now, Tennessee needs somebody that can uh, can handle that, can juggle that. But what are recruits going to think? Part of the issue is that I don't think there's a very clear, good answer right now. Is there a candidate out there to replace Jeremy Pruitt that would come in and be able to handle everything and everything looks like it's going to be great? I don't know. Is there a coach that would be ready for that? There are coaches that have impressive resumes like Jamie Chadwell. His name is being brought up. Billy Napier, his name has been brought up from Louisiana. Bruce Feldman's piece at The Athletic mentioned Will Healy. These are coaches that are expected to have success in the future and in a more normal situation might be qualified to take over the Tennessee football program. But is this the kind of time that you want to hand the job over, hand the program over to those coaches who don't have experience running a big-time program and don't have experience running a big-time program that is facing NCAA issues. Again, I don't know that Kevin Still is ready to take that on and find big success on the recruiting trail. It's just going to be hard with anybody who is the head coach. But what about that very specific idea? That's something I asked Chris Vanini of The Athletic about earlier today. He covers college football. He covers college football, coaching moves, and coaching searches. And I asked him, what about the idea of riding out 2021 with Kevin Steele as the interim head coach? Here's what Chris Vanini said. I mean, it really kills you in recruiting when you do that. You know, I, I mean, I think about um, uh, uh, when when our Bryles was let go before the season, you know, when, when Tim Beckman was fired at Illinois before the season, and you have kind of an interim guy run the season. 
it, it really, really is impossible to recruit. You know, Matt Rule took over at Baylor after an interim coach and basically had to create a whole new recruiting class. And I don't think Tennessee can really afford that. Now, is it possible? It's certainly possible. Clearly, there are boosters at Auburn who wanted Kevin Steele to get the Auburn job. And he has been a head coach at Baylor, although it was a pretty disastrous run. Um, I think it's a possibility that could happen for sure. Uh, but I, I, I think it, it would not be – it would cause all kinds of problems if it does happen. So that is not an endorsement to the idea of having Kevin still continue on as the interim head coach through this year. The flip side of the conversation would be it's January 18th. Think about when Tennessee had to replace Lane Kiffin. That was a different time because you didn't have the early signing period then. But Tennessee had to replace Lane Kiffin when he left Tennessee on January 12th. We are six days past that date. It's January 18th. This is not an ideal time to be trying to find a head coach. You're getting closer to the month of February. Coaches are already making their plans for the spring, while spring is a little bit in limbo, I guess, because of COVID-19. Still, they're, they're trying to go ahead and get ready for the, like, Tennessee. The spring semester starts on Wednesday, right? So it is not an ideal time, and then you have all these other issues that Tennessee is dealing with. I would say with Baylor, at least Baylor did end up with Matt Rule, and while they had to deal with some real issues in that process, they ultimately ended up with a good coach, who had success at Baylor and then parlayed that into a job in the NFL with the Carolina Panthers. Maybe Tennessee does need as much calming as it can find with the program, while that might cause some short-term issues, like on the recruiting trail, if it could allow Tennessee time to go out and look at the candidate pool and say, okay, here's who we really can go hire, and it gives you a better chance of finding the right person for the long term. Maybe it does not help you in 2021. Maybe 2022 is not very good. But right now, is there a scenario that you're coming up with saying, you know what, I think Tennessee's competing to win the SEC this fall or next fall? I don't think there's a realistic scenario where that's happening. I, I, don't, I don't know when that's happening for Tennessee, but I'm not seeing it in the next couple of years. So finding somebody that you believe long-term could be the right choice, that to me is the ultimate goal. You'd rather do that than rush into a hire just to help potentially with recruiting right now I, I don't think that's what Tennessee needs to do if you find the guy that you think is right for the the next five to ten years now well then hire that coach that's what you need to do but it's more about what you can do over an extended period of time even if you have to take some hits in the short term but let's get back to that the timing this is not an ideal time which I think everybody recognizes Chris Vanini of The Athletic talked about that earlier today. He wrote about it on the website, talking about the timing, what Tennessee is facing right now. Here's what he said on Sports 180 earlier today. That's the thing. It's, it's, you know, I've got a story coming out any minute now that's kind of on the factors that are going to play a role in the search, and one of them is, is the calendar. Again, it's mid-January. Our, our college football teams are back on campus now starting winter workouts. Our head coach is going to want to up and leave in, you know, leaving their teams in a really bad spot. It happens plenty of times where a coach might want a job, but it just doesn't work out timing-wise. So if they want a sitting head coach, that's going to be a factor as to whether or not the coaches are interested. If it's an assistant, it might be easier. But if it's an assistant, do they have head coaching experience? Do you want somebody who's been a head coach before and who has done this? Do they need SEC experience? You know, like that was the thing with Jeremy Pruitt, a guy like Jamie Chadwell at Coastal Carolina. He's never coached at the Power 5 level before. So what's going to be the most important factors here are, are, is really going to kind of have to see. And it comes down to, again, who is making this hire. At this point, we don't know. And that's still to be determined. That was Chris Vanini of The Athletic on Sports 180 earlier today. 
So what about the recruiting trail? I will say for the 2021 class, while we need to see what happens with guys who have signed, a number of players are on campus, and the timing is unfortunate. Tennessee had a video on Saturday of Jeremy Pruitt welcoming signees who are enrolling early on Saturday, and today he's fired. So those guys are probably dealing with a lot, trying to figure things out. So let's make sure they're going to stick with Tennessee, and let's see what guys who have signed with Tennessee but aren't on campus yet decide to do. Do any of them ask out? Dylan Brooks today tweeted out the peace out sign, then deleted it very quickly. What does that mean? Dylan Brooks is the highest rated signee in the class. Remember, he signed in the early signing period and then waited until January 2nd to announce that he had. But there was a lot of talk that he wanted some assurance that Jeremy Pruitt would be staying at Tennessee. That is not happening now. What about players who are on the team? Henry Tooto is obviously somebody to pay attention to. As Austin Price of AllQuest reported at the end of last week, that Jeremy Pruitt and a few assistant coaches went out there to see Henry because he and his family had concerns about Jeremy Pruitt's future and whether he would remain as the head coach. Earlier today, Henry tweeted out a photo saying, my coach, and it was him and Jeremy Pruitt, and I think he's taken that tweet down. It's very difficult to keep up with, but Henry Tooto is one of Tennessee's most important players at linebacker and if he were to decide to go somewhere else that would obviously not be good for Tennessee I don't think Tennessee was going to sign any more high school recruits in the 2021 class they could have but we did see on Monday wide receiver Jordan Mosley shortly after Jeremy Pruitt was fired announced that he was decommitting I don't think he was going to sign with Tennessee I don't think offensive lineman Colby Smith was going to sign with Tennessee either he also decommitted from the Vols but I think those final few spots were likely going to transfers, and I still think that could be the case. So that's the main thing to pay attention to right now. Uh, there are a lot of 2022 prospects to pay attention to, and we'll see what they think, most notably quarterback Ty Simpson. But they also have a long way to go before they can sign. They can't sign for another 11 months, essentially, with the school. We'll have a lot more answers about Tennessee's coaching staff. It's going to be hard right now to recruit some of those guys. And if any of those players do plan to commit right now, I would say good luck to Tennessee in landing a lot of those guys. But there's a lot of time to figure things out with the 2022 class. Let's see what happens with the transfer market. Let's see what happens with current players on the team and players who have signed in the 2021 class. Do any of those guys ask out? There's also Big Cat Bryant. He is the All-SEC defensive lineman who announced on Saturday that he is headed to Tennessee. This is a big-time get for Tennessee he also mentioned Shelton Felton, his former high school coach who was on staff at Tennessee before being fired on Monday as somebody that he was going to be able to connect with again. Well, now Shelton Felton's not at Tennessee. Does that affect things? Let's assume that Big Cat Bryant sticks with Tennessee. I'll kind of close out the show here with some better news or at least a little more positivity for Tennessee. This is a big time get for Tennessee's front seven. I asked Zach Blackerby of the Locked On Auburn podcast to tell me a little bit more about Big Cat Bryant, the all-SEC defensive lineman who committed to Tennessee on Saturday. So this is going to depend on which Auburn person you ask. Me personally, I am very high on Big Cat Bryant. I was high on him day one, four-star guy. He kind of got overshadowed by T.D. Moultrie, who he really outperformed. T.D. Moultrie was a five-star at the time, one of the highest recruited guys that Auburn had. And then right behind him was this guy, Big Cat Bryant. At the time, we were calling him Arcadius Bryant. And then he went by Big Cat with a C. And then he changed it to Big Cat with a K shortly after he got there. But this is a guy that's transformed his body. I mean, he was kind of seen as this buck, you know, edge-rushing, you know, stand-up linebacker. And he's really changed his body to be – 
I think he's a strong side defensive end, but he, you can move him as far as what he's able to do. A lot of Auburn fans thought he was going to go pro, myself included. I, I thought the NFL was going to like his size and his natural ability enough to where he was going to hear enough good things from the next level and say, okay, I think I've done enough. I think I'm a day three pick. I'm going to go make some money. Obviously, not the case. I was shocked when he said he was going to enter the transfer portal, but this is another guy. Vols fans should be excited that they've got this guy. Now, note, I, I'm higher on Big Cat Bryant than a lot of people in Auburn circles are. Um, he was a guy, I mean, all offseason, I'm like, Big Cat Bryant is the guy to watch for this 2020 season. And then you kind of heard reports come out that he had a lower leg injury, and then you saw, like, Stetson Bennett in the Georgia game out running, and it's like, oh, this guy is not healthy. And then over the course of the season, you're like, okay, well, he's got to get healthy. And as soon as he gets healthy, he's going to pop, and he's going to you know, be the pass rusher for this Auburn defense. And, Josh, it just never really happened. But I think when you look at his ability, as far as, you know, what his traits are and his body, it's like I think if the right guy gets their hands on him, you know, I think the sky's the limit for a guy like Big Cat Bryant. So I think it makes a whole lot of sense for any team to pounce on him. Obviously, Tennessee did it, and I think it makes a whole lot of sense. So things have changed with Shelton Felton. We'll see if that affects things with Big Cat Bryant. But assuming he sticks with Tennessee, that is no doubt good news, that he would come to Tennessee for the 2021 season and would help Tennessee's pass rush, which also could improve with young players like Roman Harrison, Tyler Barron, Morvin Joseph. There's potential there, and potential needs to be shown. The development over the last year or two with some of those younger players has not been what Tennessee needed. Tennessee needs structure. Tennessee needs somebody who can help develop, obviously recruit. The reality is that it's not going to be easy right now, and it's not realistic that Tennessee is going to go compete with the top teams in the SEC. This is going to take some time. The future can be bright, as Randy Boyd described it earlier, but will it be immediate? I doubt it, if I'm being honest. But that's the thing Tennessee needs to do right now. It needs to be honest with itself, and it needs to start moving in a different direction quickly. I appreciate you being here on Football Futures tonight, presented by Twin Peaks on FM 99.1, the sports.